Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and on this episode, we will be chatting with former Tennessee Titans linebacker, and in my opinion, one of the all-time great Tennessee Titans, Keith Bullock. We're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans, how they started the season, and uh, basically where they are now, where they have, where they are going forward, a little bit of analysis of the team through five games we're going to get to that a little bit later in the episode but up first we have the get it off your chest segment now you you ever remember when you're talking to someone and you think you got the full understanding before they spit out the rest of the words Like you start answering them before you hear everything. And then once you hear everything, it kind of makes you feel a little bit awkward because you basically answered the question without knowing all the information. Well, let me take you all to an NFL version of this. Ron Rivera, Washington Commanders head coach, was asked about what was, I guess, missing from his team or or, or something of that uh, something of that that frame of mind. And he basically uh, was, you know, he mentioned the quarterback. He said all the teams, uh, I guess within the division or good teams build around, you know, they build their situation around a quarterback. Well, of course, not all of that got put out when you heard the quote saying what was different and he just said a quarterback and a lot of media ran with it as if that was all he said, basically implying that he threw Carson Wentz, his quarterback, under the bus. And I saw plenty of comments throughout social media talking about this and, man, I can't believe he did that. Man, he just threw Carson Wentz under the bus. He just did this. He just did that. Man, it's horrible. It's literally all you saw. But what you didn't get is the rest of the comments. The rest of the comments, people. It's very, very important. He basically said in the rest of the comments that he would, you know, he's, you know, it's just take time and things like that. You know, for him to build chemistry and and things like that with his wide receiver and his skill guys. So that, you know, that way they can, you know, build that type of, you know, relationship and and build that type of system with their quarterback. So, in effect, he wasn't throwing Carson Wentz under the bus. He was just saying that the chemistry isn't all the way there yet. You know, where, where they've got something completely solid built around their quarterback. At no point was he trying to throw his quarterback under the bus and plenty of media that put that halfway quote out there 
should be ashamed of themselves because they just painted a picture that wasn't even painted to begin with. It was basically the wrong picture. So remember this feeling when you look at something or look at an article and you get half the quote or you don't get the context of the quote when you're reading it. You only get what the actual person who wrote it or put out the information or the video intended for you to put out. That's why it's important to give context to situations and to give the whole account of the situation and not just bits and pieces of it. Because when you do, you create a whole narrative that probably was never even there to begin with. Now, I'm not trying to defend Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz because they can, they've already not been the greatest pairing on their own already. But you have to remember, if you're going to knock them down, at least put the rest of the quotes with it. Don't put half of the quote and then don't give any context to it as to what you're doing or what's going on. That's just not good business. Plain and simple. It isn't. So I, I apologize or I'm mad. I, 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 I wouldn't say I apologize. I would say I would advise the people that read the first part of the actual quote he gave. I would encourage you to read the second part of it too. Because then all the comment makes sense as opposed to thinking he's throwing Carson Wentz under the bus. Not exactly what he was doing. But if you want to keep continuing to believe the narrative that he was throwing him under the bus, then go right ahead and be my guest. But, I mean, you're not getting the full story. It's just what I'm saying. But, hey, it is what it is, and you're going to believe what you're going to believe, even without all the facts. But, hey, it is what it is. And that's been my Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Mr. Keith Bullock on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. 
And the Tennessee Titans have won three in a row after starting the season 0-2. And I want to talk a little bit about them going into the bye week. And I figured it would be great to bring on someone that is very, very familiar with organizations. To me, one of the greats of the Tennessee Titans organization. Tennessee Titans, former uh, former Tennessee Titans linebacker, Keith Bullock. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on, Mike. Talk a little bit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, of course, before I get into, you know, talking about the Titans, I do want to talk about, you know, you being a Titans legend. To me, I don't know if you are. I don't believe you are in the Titans Ring of Honor yet, but I think you should be. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> but I do want to mention, of course, one of the biggest memories I have of you being a Tennessee Titan, that would be the night you became Mr. Monday Night. September right. 2007. You called your shot against the Saints, three interceptions and a huge win in New Orleans. I mean, what can you remember about that game? Uh, <clears throat> the game, uh, the game in particular, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, both teams are kind of at the, like, the midpoint. They could either went one way or another. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of started off like a, a regular night. And then, you know, I've had interception games before um i've had multi-interception games before and then when i got the third one you know having two in one night or just having one and calling you know calling the shot but then have two and then, then to get the third one that was just icing on the cake so it was pretty cool man but um as a player i kind of um you know a lot of times when i did things i expected them so at that time <laughs> i kind of was you know i just kind of took it in stride but i think um if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably take do it the same way. I just see myself as being a, a different player than I was. That's all. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yeah, I definitely remember that. That is a memory that sticks out to me for sure. Um, are there any other memories perhaps that that kind of stick out to you uh, with the Titans that maybe I didn't I didn't mention, you know, not this one, but another one perhaps? Yeah, um, you know, you know, my rookie year when I first got on the team with, you know, Eddie Steve and that Eddie Steve, um, Kevin Dyson, you know, um, you know, Eddie Robinson now who's at uh Tenny, I mean at Alabama State head coach who just had the little <laughs> you know, <laughs> had the little don't no bro hug from Dion. Um, but you know, playing with those guys, uh them setting the tone for me, kind of giving me a showing me what it was like to be in the NFL and what it was like to be a Tennessee Titan slash um, because then some of those guys are Houston Oilers. So Tennessee Titan slash Houston Oilers. Um, and then to get the opportunity to, um, you know, be a leader on several of my own teams, you know, going one and four in 2002 and making it to the AFC championship game with Lance Schulter, Samari Rowe, Tank Williams, and that crew, and then coming back, you know, five, however many years later to play with Chris Johnson, Vince Young, Lindell Way, you know, and, and some of those guys. So it is cool to, when I look back, to be able to say that I was a part of some very good Titan teams. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I definitely remember, you know, all those iterations of Titans teams over the years, man. Wow. It's, it's been some times, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course. Now, of course, we do have to talk about uh, this current team, Tennessee Titans. Of course, they started the season off 0-2, didn't look very good, kind of, you know, basically started fast and, and, and ended slow. And then, of course, they're still starting fast and ending slow, but they've won three in a row. So 
Um, kind of what are your thoughts just to kind of how they're playing so far? Well, I, I think we got to think about it. There isn't any preseason game. Well, the preseason games that they have, um, the starters aren't playing. And then I'm sure they're not doing, you know, they say it's full pad practice, but I'm sure they're not hitting a lot of, you know, um, just trying to get through camp. And then when you get out there and things are going full speed, you're definitely not up to speed. Uh, but the game is, you know, and um in those teams that usually come in more prepared, it seems, over the last two years, they can squeak those uh, victories out. But I think that the Titans, obviously with the Giants, it was a field goal um, that separated them. If um, Randy Bullock is able to make that field goal, then they win. Obviously, we're not putting on Randy. Other things could have went good in that game, better for the Titans in that game as well to not put them in that position. Um, and then Buffalo was just Buffalo. They wanted to, you know, top teams in the NFL, if not the top team in the NFL. Um, and then, you know, obviously the last three games, they were able to, they were able to kind of, you know, get some bearings about themselves, figure out what they wanted to do. And Mike Vrabel back was preaching, getting back to basics. And I guess that was running the ball, playing defense, uh, stopping the run. And uh, against the Raiders, the Colts and Washington, they've been able to do that. Definitely, definitely. And, and you know, of course, you mentioned stopping the run, but, um, you know, that, that's that been huge. And that was huge in the game yesterday. I mean, Brian Robinson, you know, he's a, a great story in his own right. You know, getting a, a shot and attempted robbery and then coming yeah. back and playing in the game. But he was their leading rusher with 22 yards. Not very much going on there, but. There was much going on in the passing game. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's kind of a little bit of a reoccurring theme each week that, you know, there's going to be a big play in the passing game that the Titans are going to give up. And it was a 75 yarder to Diami Brown in this one. Um, what can you say? Is it, where is the breakdown coming? Is it from the pass rush not getting there? Or is it just miscommunication or just young guys still learning and growing? Well, it's 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 the it's could be communication. The pass rush is getting there. I mean, I feel like the pass rush <clears throat> um, does a great job of if even not getting sacks of, you know, making the quarterback aware that they're coming and getting him off the spot to have to improvise and make throws out of the pocket. Um, but yeah, I think what are they miss, missing? Um, Molden, and then you got some young guys. You got McQuarrie in there, who's um, who's a who's a rookie starting. Um, you have uh, number thirty-nine, who really just came off his couch, um, you know. And then you have Christian Fulton, who at the corner position, who was a first-round pick last year, but can't seem to really, you know, when he's out there, figure figure it out. And you know, look, it's the NFL. Nobody is safe. If they, if you're, if you're a target, or they think that, you know, they can, you know, make some plays on you. That's what they're gonna do. And um, it's on you to rise up to the occasion, win your one-on-one matchups, and put that fire out. But like you said, right now, um, every week they're, you know, taking a shot, and nine times, well, ten times out of ten, nine times out of ten. Uh, well, we could say five weeks out of five, um, a team is um, got their shot because they picked their man and what they're starting to do now, which you saw Carson Wentz do on Sunday, was anytime they see sees Titans in a man-to-man defense, saw Titans in a man-to-man defense, they're going to take their deep shot and give um, his receiver a shot to make a play. Similar to what West, um, 
to Nick Westbrook Akina getting the opportunity from Ryan Tannehill as Ryan saw the one-on-one -on -one matchup and gave his guy the shot to make a play. I thought that was a really smart veteran move um, by Mr. Tannehill yesterday. Definitely was, definitely was, definitely a highlight of the game yesterday. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned it was uh, Caleb Farley was uh, the guy you, you speak of. And, you know, he kind of, you know, was a guy that they were talking up a lot going into this season. It's kind of had the struggles going in. And, you know, plenty of players have had their struggles going in. So what do you think is is something mentally or just something physically he can do to kind of get himself out of those doldrums to kind of, you know, kind of, you know, get more consistent play out of what, you know, what he expects of himself? Well, I mean, I don't know what they're really asking him to do. Like yesterday on that play that he got beat, it looked like they were in a, you know, three deep coverage where he was responsible for the deep third. And, you know, it, it was simple. All he had to do was turn over his hips and then run with the receiver um, opening, you know, watching the film. But instead, he let the receiver run him out of his cushion and then now he's in a foot race that he can't win so i think that comes to him being young not knowing his personnel not knowing the situation but also understanding what he's being asked of in the defense and um you know and for everyone not just him you know they're gonna have to win one-on-one -on -one matchups you know mcquery he had great coverage yesterday but he made a one-handed catch you know what i'm saying um they're gonna challenge um 39 i keep forgetting the gentleman's name who they brought in a couple weeks ago who had the tough day against the raiders um but he's gonna continue to get challenged um they're challenging they're challenging the whole secondary because you know um even against the the better teams, they you know Kevin Byard and he Kevin Byard's not safe as we saw against um, the Buffalo Bills. So you know it's just the whole team effort, the whole defensive effort. He's gonna need the guys on his defense and, and in the secondary to challenge him to get better because he's not gonna be able to do it on his own. But he has to be willing to accept those challenges and not look at look at it like people are talking down on him or you know you know feel sorry for yourself. You know he's a he's a professional. He's a professional league, so that's what you need to do at this time. That's right. That's right. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know, graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography, handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. So, of course, uh, the defense, of course, makes the play at the end of the game. Of course, uh, David Long Jr. with interception at the goal line. Not quite as spectacular as uh, your three-interception game, but he definitely got the job done. Um <laughs> Of course, uh, we got to flip it over offensively. In the last couple of games, it seems like 
Derrick Henry is getting going. But they're doing it a little bit more unconventionally in terms of they're getting it to him in the passing game as well, which, you know, this is something a little different than what they did in the past. Do you kind of think that that bodes well for him kind of getting going in terms of running, kind of getting him involved in the passing game too? Well, yeah, I mean, he needs to do that. He don't want to be just known as a one-dimensional back. You know, here he is in our year, what, six or seven, you know what I'm saying? Now he's catching the ball more, whereas, you know, line up, hand it to him in the eye formation, people are onto that. So they're stacking the box as they always have, but now it's a lot of turnover in that offensive line. So, you know, the blocking schemes may not be as solidified as they've been the last couple of years. So as we saw in the first two games, so offensive coordinator, Todd Downing is doing a good job now of being creative, of getting him the ball out in space. You see he has linemen that can move and that can run and go downfield. So they'll throw him screens. They'll throw him swing passes, things to loosen that defense up to allow them to now get back in that eye formation or, you know, shotgun formation and hand Derek the ball going downhill. But I think, um, you know, breaking it up, not making the defense start to play a little more honest. And I think, the more, you know, the Titans take deep shots and Tannehill has confidence in his wide receivers to at least throw deep. I'm, I'm just happy they threw the ball deep twice yesterday. Um, you know, one was incomplete, but the one that they caught was a, was a big one. So those things are all things that are needed to get Derrick Henry going. And we all know that he is the thing that gets his offense going. Correct, correct. Now, of course, the one big thing that's been missing is the big, huge runs, uh, the big breakaway runs from Derrick Henry. Um, and watching them kind of – watching the blocking schemes and watching him kind of create as he runs, do you see that big run coming or do you see him kind of still getting it in a little bitty chunk, the chunks that he's getting – not little bitty, but just the chunks that he's getting them in? Yeah, I think that big run is coming for sure. You know, the last, what, two, three games he's had, um, at least the last two, he's had, what, 102 and then like 112, and then you put a 50-yarder in there, and then that's a big-time Derrick Henry day, and that's what we see from him, um, you know, the last couple of years. He'll, he'll grind, he'll grind, he'll churn, he'll churn, but it's not usually until the fourth quarter that he breaks that big run that puts him well over 125 yards or so. So I think that's still coming, but – the Titans are not that team that's just going to blow you out right now. You know, they're going to be in a slugfest and hope to be, you know, keep it close to the end. And then they have the confidence that they're going to make the play to, to win the game. So that's the type of team that they seem to be right now. We'll have to see what they're like when they come out of the bye week. Right. And speaking of the uh, bye week, uh, you know, of course, there's always room for adjustments, and that's when a lot of adjustments happen. And, and, you know, by week, you have time to work on a few things as well. What if, if you were in that coaching room or just putting your coaching hat on, what adjustments would you make in terms of offensively or defensively, or what suggestions would you have for this team? Um, from what I've seen over the last five games, I like how they're doing um, – getting Derek the ball in space. I would like to see them get their their tight ends more involved. They got Austin Hooper, who's a former all, I mean, Pro Bowl tight end. And they got Chega Conquo, um, you know, a talented, versatile, athletic tight end from Maryland. I'd like to see them be some more keys to help Derek as offensive pieces and then stretch the ball downfield. You know, you got wide receivers giving them a chance. You got 
Robert Woods, who's a savvy veteran who does who does good things when he's out there. You know, you've been hearing about Kyle Phillips all all camp, and you know, would like to see all these guys get going. So I'm sure that those are the things that you know they're working on. You look at it now; there's 17 weeks. You know, that was um, Act One. They come back out for for Act Two, and hopefully, defensively, you know, um, they can continue to stop to build on what they have so far, which is stopping the run and getting after the quarterback with that defensive line because on that D-line, a lot of new guys are emerging and they're getting in on the action. Rashad Reaver has been playing good ball in the absence of Harold Landry. Um, Tierra Tart is getting his name called. So, um, you know, and they the with um, Cunningham going down, I feel that Schroeder and um, Cole have been doing a good job with the linebackers and David Long Jr., uh, definitely woke up the last couple weeks because um, he definitely wasn't playing his standard game. But, you know, not just this week, the last week and the week before. He's definitely um, been more on point, playing downhill, playing physical football and setting the tone. And, of course, uh, you know, you got all pro Kevin Byard. Hopefully he can inspire some of those younger guys to um, help carry the load on the outside. So, you know, just going to sit back and watch. You know, I say that's my um, <laughs> first five game uh, assessment. And uh, I'm glad I don't have to be uh, in there with those guys because I'm sure, you know, like I, I remember what it was like. Um, it's always good when you win, um, but when you, when you lose, it's, it's, it's even worse. You still have things to correct when you win. But um, I'm enjoying my seat where I am now. <laughs> I'm definitely sure you are. Now, of course, I do have a comment in the uh, tour in the AFC South inbox uh, from Mr. Tristan Morris. Said Keith Bullock was a dog for the Titans, and then he put uh, hashtag legend. So <laughs> appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. I had fun out there, man. Um, you know, coming to Nashville, it was a, a young team, and then uh, when I, I mean, um, a, a new team in the city. Um, and I was young and those guys like I, that I mentioned before, you know, that went to the Super Bowl when they first got here, that was 13 and three. Those dudes, you know, a lot of those dudes came from the early 90s, like the football I grew up watching and stuff. So to play with them, that was the mentality. And then Nashville was, um, you know, a smaller city to have a pro team. So I got right in the community, um, did some things as far as charities and stuff like that. But then just every day hanging out you know um meeting friends and still friends that grew up here going to you know stratford pearl antioch all that so you know um you know i feel that although i didn't grow up here i kind of came up as a young man here so i always have love for nashville that's why i still live here yes sir yes sir and uh i just want to thank you for coming on talking tennessee titans uh you know, definitely, uh, of course, talking about the the the, the moniker, Mister Monday Night, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I just want to give everyone give you uh, your time to talk about what all you have going on, uh, where people can find you, where people can find you on social media, whatever you want to talk about. The floor is yours. Yeah, man. Um, you know, right now I'm sitting in the lobby <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> you know, I got my <clears throat> my coffee cafe uh, out here in Franklin. You know, once I retired, I went in. You know, to get my, I went and I got my MBA because I figured out, well, I didn't figure out. I um, I always been, you know, entrepreneuristic, entrepreneurial, you know, however the word goes. <laughs> but yeah, I knew I, I, got I, what you're I saying. yeah, you know, I just wanted to cut out the middleman, so I went and I got my MBA, and then from there, 
you know, um, I was able to do some real estate, some other things, um, things with friends and, and family as far as business goes. Um, you know, you always hear about um, athletes going broke and stuff like that. So uh, I wasn't trying to go down that route after being able to do all right. You know, um, and just taking care of my kids, my family, man. You see me, I do um, the TSU broadcast, home games, support my guy, Eddie George, Coach Eddie George, and, you know, just still doing things here in the in the community. So that, uh, on Twitter, my handle is KBull53. And on Instagram, my handle is Keith Bullock. 53 so it's my easy guy man you know you see me <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir and I, and I greatly appreciate it again and i thank everyone for listening and tuning in uh to tour in the nc south with your host mike Patton. we've reached the end we're out peace